Hey there guys and gals, all you Hepcats, cool kittens, you diesel-powered disciples of cool, my friends and foes. Welcome to another episode of the Diesel Punk Podcast. I am your host, the comic book loving, time traveling, prophet of pop culture, the voice of Diesel Punk, the artist also known as the bamboozlest, Big Daddy Cool, but you can call me Johnny. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about two, well, one diesel punk classic film and another film that has a lot of stuff for diesel punks to love. And both of them were huge bombs at the box office and both of them came out 20 years ago this week. But before we do that, we have to acknowledge our sponsor. Our sponsor, again, this episode is... Magic subscription box. You can hear it on the microphone in my little hot hands. Magic subscription box. They deliver a magic shop to your mailbox every month for about 30 bucks after shipping and handling. And you get 50 to $60 worth of quality magic. And if you use my promo code BDC Magic, Big Daddy Cool Magic, at magicsubscriptionbox.com, you can take 50% off your first month. So instead of 30 bucks, it's about 15. How cool is that? It's awesome. We love Magic Subscription Box, and I know you will too. Now, before we dig into these movies, I want to give you guys a heads up. Tomorrow on Comic Extravaganza, I'll be doing a more in-depth review of this week's comics, but there are a couple that I picked out this week that I think will be of interest to our Diesel Punk podcast listeners and viewers. First up, the final issue, issue four of Dick Tracy Forever. This is the finest Dick Tracy story I have ever read, and this issue takes place in the future, 2031 to be exact, and Basically, what we learn is that all of Dick Tracy's adventures in the past, in the 20s or 30s or 40s, depending on where he was set, actually all happened inside of his mind, inside of a matrix or framework. And he's actually been unconscious in 2031 this entire time. And all of the characters he encountered were created by his mind and made real enough that it didn't break the illusion. And uh, so he comes out, comes back in 2031, and he goes to seek out the real villain. And I'm not going to give it away past that, but this series is by Michael Avon Oming, and he does the story and the art. Now, if that name sounds familiar, that's because he did the art for Powers, the uh, series that Brian Michael Bendis wrote. And it is just gorgeous artwork. Um, I love the style, that kind of minimalist deco style. Here's the cover, Dick Tracy Forever, number four. Uh, It's a four-issue series. I'm sure that um, that the trade paperback is going to come out shortly, uh, probably in another month or so. But you can pick up issue four, three, two, and one on store shelves right now. And this one came out just today. I just read it. 
love this series. This is the best Dick Tracy series I've ever read. Hands down. Bravo. Now, two more. Now, these are not diesel punk, but they're going to appeal to the retro punk in the audience who has an interest or a passing interest in steampunk, a related sister genre. Uh, first off is the Boston Metaphysical Society. This is straight up steampunk. Um, Harry Houdini, Thomas Edison, um, Nikolai Tesla, they formed the Boston Metaphysical Society, not just to hunt and trap ghosts, but to eliminate ghosts. And the guy on the front cover, his name is Hunter, and he is a hunter. Now, this is by a company called Source Point Press. Man, that's hard to say. And they're a new startup company. They did a, a diesel punk series called Monstrous that I reviewed a few months ago on the podcast. Um, the art is kind of an American manga style, uh, very, um, very stylized. It's a good story. I don't know that I like it enough to pick up issue number two, but one of the things that SourcePoint is doing that I really like is they are putting their comics on this high-grade, or their covers, on this high-grade, high-gloss cover stock. I mean, it's really thick cover stock. It's not flimsy. It's It's like a book. And uh, it's got almost that plastic gloss finish, high quality, really good stuff, and um, keeping the price at $3.99. So right in line with all of the other publishers. Last but not least, pick this up today. One of my favorite stories of all time by Jules Verne is uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. And there have been a lot of adaptations in film and in video that, and even a a comic series, The Army of Dr. Moreau, which wasn't very good. But in this series, the folks at IDW have gone out of their way to do a really great, really uh, loyal adaptation of the source material, but then to make it even greater because we've got the tools of the visual medium that that they didn't have, that Jules Verne didn't have uh, back in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. The artwork is beautiful. It's written by Adams, art by Rodriguez. Um, Actually, adapted by Ted Adams and Gabriel Rodriguez, art by Gabriel Rodriguez. And uh, the artwork is just gorgeous. Um, We've got this great protagonist who has stumbled upon some of the creatures of the island. And uh, I was showing this earlier. This is the animal church service that's going on. Um, Really good. Really good. And if you're into classic literature, you know, Victorian literature, Jules Verne science fiction, you are going to love The Island of Dr. Moreau. It is fantastic as an adaptation. Now, let's talk about our main topic, and then we'll get into some Diesel Punk Library Essentials. How cool is that? Are you excited? I'm excited. First up, released 20 years ago this week, and it was an absolute bomb at the box office. But it's gone on to become a cult 
favorite. And I'm talking about the superhero misadventure, Mystery Men. Now, why am I talking about this on the Diesel Punk podcast? There is a lot in this movie for Diesel Punks to really love. Champion City it is this mashup of contemporary and retro art deco, cyber future, retro futurism. It's very much like uh, the visual aesthetics of Blade Runner. You've got English and Japanese, Chinese all mixed together. And you've got this mix of classic retro deco style and contemporary. A real great mashup. And the individual characters themselves have a very diesel punk aesthetic. Uh, Especially Mr. Furious, The Shoveler, Blue Raja, and uh, definitely the punk rock aesthetic in The Bowler. And you got their... Uh, what was it called? The 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 Herkimer Battle Jenny that the Tom Waits character retrofits. They they salvage it, and that was that thing looks like it came right out of an Art Deco frame of Metropolis or Batman the Animated Series. Really great stuff, and a lot for Diesel Punks to really love in Mystery Men. It's not a movie I would say is diesel punk, but it is a movie that I would say diesel punks have a lot to love. Now, here's what's really odd about this. This movie is infinitely quotable. Uh, there are so many great quotes that can be, um, you know, uh, pulled out of this, like the Sphinx telling Mr. Furious, you know, if you don't master your rage, your rage will become your master. And... Um, you know, uh, Casanova Frankenstein, und now we boogie. Um, and just really great. I cannot figure out for the life of me, though, how this bombed at the theater. It's fun. It's quirky. Um, I loved it the minute I saw it. I don't remember the marketing campaign for it. It's been 20 years ago. But look, it has Hank Azaria. Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Edward Macy, Greg Kinnear, Eddie Izzard. Um, who else? Uh, William H. Macy, I said that. Jeffrey Rush. I mean, this cast is phenomenal. How does a movie with this cast um, tank at the box office? It was based on the... Dark Horse comic series, uh, back when Dark Horse was really a Dark Horse. Um, and this was like a side series of the Flaming Carrot comic series from Dark Horse. And um, they based it in that world. You know, they're, the, they're, not, they're not Captain Amazing. As, as the shoveler says, we're the other guys. Great movie. 20 years old this week. If you've never seen Mystery Men, do yourself a favor and go grab a copy of it and uh, or download it online. Uh, I'm sure there are some streaming services that you can find that and uh, or on demand and check it out. If you've never seen it, you've got to do it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Greg Kinnear's character, oh, for you Magic fans, Ricky Jay is in it. It's pretty cool. 
All right. This is, in my opinion, a diesel punk classic movie. And should be part of your diesel punk essential film collection. It also came out 20 years ago this week. As a matter of fact, 20 years ago, Monday. And it bombed. And it bombed in the box office, but it's gone on to become, again, another beloved cult classic. It is um, The Iron Giant. And this is the movie that, for me, convinced me that the diesel punk era, the diesel era, extended to 1957. That's when this takes place, The Iron Giant. It is, of course, a uh, an animated movie. Um, it is animated by, um, it's, it's Brad Bird, um, and uh, it had the voices of Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., John Mahoney, Vin Diesel. How did this tank? I, there was another movie that came out the same year called Titan A.E. that also tanked. So we've got Mystery Men, Titan A.E., and the Iron Giant all coming out the same year and failing at the box office. And yet, they are some of the most visually stunning movies, some of the best stories. Uh, if you've never seen Titan A.E., you've got to see it. Um, Iron Giant was not only visually beautiful, not only was the story great, it revolutionized animation filmmaking because Brad Bird was doing things with his studio that Disney wasn't even doing yet. Uh, using uh, digital composites along with hand-drawn animation. And, you know, doing things that they would only do a few years later in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Beautiful movie. And when I saw this movie, all of the visual aesthetics are there for the diesel era. Yes, it takes place in 1957, but I maintain that the the impetus of this movie, the, the MacGuffin of this movie, not the MacGuffin, the kind of the, the initial setup for this movie with Sputnik being launched into orbit is the event that marked the end of the diesel era. So this is a diesel era bookmark movie. Uh, this in Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. They both take place in 1957. And for me, this punctuates the diesel era. Because Sputnik, for me, is the moment where we as a society... Yes, you know, we had had the atomic bomb, which changed the culture significantly. And it, and it was a new technology, but it was Sputnik. It was Sputnik that changed our entire culture, our entire thinking. Because even though the nuclear bomb, the atomic bomb, was massive and horrible and, you know, life-changing, world-changing, it was all about still the ball. When Sputnik hit orbit, all of a sudden, it was no longer about being bound to Earth. And now, the, there were no limits. And we could go off planet and it launched a whole new cultural revolution through the 60s and 70s, culminating with us landing on the moon. And for me, that's the piece that, you know, kind of puts the punctuation on the diesel 
era. Of course, it has science fiction and fantasy. It's got a giant iron giant who thinks he's Superman. Um, and it's got punk because little Hogarth, the kid, has to fight and defend his friend the giant from the U.S. government who wants to take control and either eliminate or control this alien race. Iron Giant, unbelievable. I love this movie. I could watch it over and over and over again. It is a diesel punk classic, and it should be in your diesel punk essential film library. Let me know what you think about The Iron Giant. Even though it failed 20 years ago, it's become a beloved classic. And and there, there are rumors that there could be another one on the way. Because this one screams sequel. But let me know what you think. Is it a diesel punk classic for you? It is for me. And if it's not, let me know why. Or if it is, let me know why. So... We didn't have a whole lot of news this week. Um, I reviewed Iron Sky, The Coming Race, last week. Um, So if you didn't hear that or see that episode, go back and check that out. Um, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It was better than Cats. I'll see it again and again. And um, But not a whole lot of diesel punk news coming out. Um, We did see the trailer for um, Kingsman. If you haven't seen it... Uh, it is the prequel to the Kingsman movies, uh, and it takes place during World War I primarily, and it sets up the entire Kingsman organization in what I think looks like a true diesel punk classic movie. I can't wait to see that. Um, we also had the trailer drop for 1917, another World War I uh, docudrama. Uh, won't be diesel punk per se, but it will be diesel period for sure. And, you know, we've had so much attention on World War II. It's going to be refreshing to have some emphasis on World War One. But beyond that, we've not had a whole lot of diesel punk news. But, but, I wanted to talk about some more diesel punk essentials for your library. So we already talked about the Rocketeer. This is a what I consider a diesel punk essential for your graphic novel um, library. And if I've already talked about this in the past, I apologize. I know there's been a whole lot, but Buck Rogers by Howard Chaikin. Uh, this is diesel punk in its definition. Um, everything about this screams... Aesthetic and style of the era, science fiction and sci-fi, and punk, the anti-hero, um, because Buck and Wilma Deering are framed, and now they're having to fight clandestinely, secretly, against a uh, secret enemy, the bourgeois, as it were. Um, and look, here's here's one one panel. Gosh, that looks like kind of a modified Nazi uniform in the future. And um, Howard Chaikin's artwork is on point. The story is great. And there are some panels here where it feels like, you know, he 
went and you know looked at some of um, Stefan's artwork, artwork, the uh, artist of uh, Diesel City, and like copied some of the vehicles directly out, like you know one of this uh, this skyship here. If you can see that, I mean that looks exactly like it came out of Stefan's book Diesel City, but it's got shades of the Rocketeer. Um, Buck, I mean, it is Buck Rogers, um, and uh, just really fantastic. I loved, loved, loved this series, and you can get it in a collected trade bag, paperback edition. All of the issues, I believe it was just four issues. I could be wrong, but it's from Hermes Press. You can go pick this up, get it on Amazon or uh, eBay, and uh, add this to your Diesel Punk Essential library. Also, I talked about this on the audio podcast about a year ago, and I just wanted to pull it back out. This definitely needs to be on your coffee table. This is a coffee table book called Above the Timberline, and this is Diesel Punk to the Max. It is prose with watercolor illustrations. And, um, you know what? I have I have a confession to make. I've never read it. I've only looked and admired the artwork. But you've seen this artwork. You've seen this artwork about and you know from what I read the story is about a downed pilot who encounters uh saber-toothed tigers, polar bears that are um being used as labor and a a society hidden away up in the Arctic Circle above the timberline. And it's a beautiful book. It's got great illustrations, some fantastic technology. I mean, look at this. A a an Arctic rhino being ridden by one of the characters. I mean, if that's not diesel punk, I don't know what is. So, Above the Timberline, this is by Gregory uh, Manchess. Manchess. Above the Timberline, this should be in your diesel punk essential library. Can you dig that? I knew that you could. All right, so... Anacricon, that's coming up in 2020 in February. I'm going to be there. Their theme this year is Roaring Twenties. So go to anacricon.com and um, find out all the details. Get your tickets. want you to be there. want you to join us. Um, and uh, we're, we're applying for Eric and John Wilson to join us as well. Eric Fisk and John Wilson. And, uh, you know, the Diesel Punk All-Stars. And if I can work it out, I'm going to ask Larry, uh, Larry Amyet to come on down. Uh, it's in Atlanta, Anacrocon. And I'll be posting more news about other conventions around the country that we've been asked to appear at um, as Diesel Punk Podcast and as Comic Stravaganza. That's right. I relaunched Comic Stravaganza. It sat uh, kind of dormant for about three years. And uh, last week, we relaunched it to huge fanfare. Now, before I share this one last treasure with you guys, I want to remind you that we are taking accept, uh, 
exceptions, submissions. We are taking submissions for the Decoverse. Advance the Spark, Two-Fisted, Diesel Punk, and Deco Punk Tales. It's an anthology based on the universe I created with Tales from the Flipside, the book that was published by Pro Se Press. This is now out of print, folks. Um, if you find any on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, go ahead and snatch them up. You will not be able to order this anymore. I've got three left myself that I'm going to keep. Um, I love the relationship I had with Pro Se Press, but uh, it was time for both of us to move on in new directions. I'm going to republish the stories in this book as part of Advance the Spark, along with a brand new story. And Eric Fisk just joined us. Better late than never, Eric. How you doing, buddy? Um, so, uh, if you would like to contribute a short story, and it doesn't matter how long, it can be as long or short, two pages short if, you, if it needs to be, uh, just send me an email. Send it to johnpica at bigdaddycoolshows.com. Put in the subject line, um, Decoverse. And if you need the Bible, this is the Bible, the world I've created. I will send you a free PDF copy for you to read that and get your uh, ideas together to submit your story ideas. I would love, love, love to see some of my friends join me. Eric's on board. Eli Cash is on board. Tony Snipes is on board. William Jackson is on board. D. Allen Lewis says he's on board. We'll have to get him to actually write something, though. That's a burn, Allen. Love you, brother. Um, all right, one last thing. I cannot believe I found this today. Today, today, today at Ollie's. How many of you guys have an Ollie's outlet near you? If you do, don't walk, run right now. Because I picked up the IDW Little Circuses game, which is a uh, game where you are building your circus, and it's very much that diesel era, Dust Bowl era artwork aesthetic that we saw in HBO's Carnival, another diesel punk classic. There you can see some of the uh, artwork. Um, this is a game from IDW that normally retails for 50 or 60 bucks. Take a look at the price tag that I got this for. That is not a typo, folks. That says $7.99. $7.99 at Ollie's Outlet. If you are into board games and you love Diesel Punk and you want to have a Diesel Punk game night, go pick up Little Circuses and that'll be a fine, fine addition to your board game night. And we have some board game reviews coming up. That one, Ringmaster and uh, Tower of Madness. If you remember Kerplunk, this is Ker Reverse Kerplunk with a Cthulhu theme. It's going to be pretty cool. We'll have full video though, video reviews of those coming up in the next couple of weeks. But if you got an Ollie's by you, go pick up Little Circuses, $7.99. It's normally a $40 or $50 game. I couldn't believe it. There wasn't even a hesitation to get that. Um, 
All right, guys and gals. Well, that is it for this week, covering some Diesel Punk Essentials, talking about Mystery Men and the Iron Giant. And um, if you have a story about Mystery Men or the Iron Giant, what you felt, what you thought when you first saw them, or what you think or feel when you watch them now today, drop us a note at feedback at dieselpunkpodcast.com. Feedback at dieselpunkpodcast.com. And we want you to visit our sponsor, Magic Subscription Box, magicsubscriptionbox.com. Use my promo code BDCMAGIC. Take 50% off your first month's order. And if you like this show, please tell two or three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. Share it. Um, you know, copy it. Put a review on our Facebook page. Drop a five-star review on our iTunes page. Subscribe on Stitcher. But even more importantly... Support the show financially. You can do that at dieselpunkpodcast.com or at patreon.com slash big daddy cool shows. We're not looking for $10, $20, $50 a month. We're looking for you to become a patron at $1 or $2 a month. That's it. And what do you get for that $1 or $2 a month? You get content like this. One of the things that we want to do very soon is is another upgrade to our studios. I don't have the studio lights on tonight because, I, like I said, they're out in the car. I want to be able to have a permanent studio and a mobile studio because right now I'm tearing it down and I'm moving it back and forth and setting it up and tearing it down. We want to eliminate that. We want to duplicate all of the equipment in the physical studio in a mobile studio so we don't have to move the same equipment back and forth. We got one set, one to go. And your contribution of a dollar or two dollars a month, that's all we're asking, will go a long way to helping us achieve that. If every single one of you that is a fan of this page would donate one dollar, we could do that. If every single one of you that is a fan of this page would donate two dollars, boom, a month, two dollars a month, that's less than half the cost of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Come on. You guys are spending more than two bucks at the soda machine every week. Why not invest it into something great? And it doesn't just support the Diesel Punk Podcast podcasts. It supports BDC Entertainment's live entertainment, which is always Diesel Punk because I am a Diesel Punk. And um, so you support multiple projects that spread the Diesel Punk gospel to the world can you dig that? I knew that you could. All right, guys and gals, that is it for me this week. Please continue to comment down below, even if we're not live. I will answer your comments on the Facebook page as we go. Until the next time, swing hard, swing often, and we'll catch you on the flip side.